Hello and welcome to Faking Lit, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we chat about a book that we have read. My name's Chin C and I'm here to say that I love reading books in a major way. Alice Burden. Um, I've come here today um, from the library. I name's Donnie Bagels. I come from New York. I like bagels and I like it when books talk about the kind of bagels inside of the books. It's the best. Hello, I'm Johnny Gillum and uh, I have a book. As in you book out and or you've written it or you own a book. I've just got a book. Okay, come on. <laughs> Um, and I'm, my name is Dan Offen and uh, I have a home library that is bigger than any library in the world. Hmm, tell us more about that. It's so big that I have to, it's like, you know, the British Library has a copy of every single book. Yes. I have two copies of every single book that's, that's ever been published. A big library. It's unnecessary. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, today we are going into outer space and we're reading Ender's Game by Orson Scott Card, possibly the second most famous Orson that's ever lived. Um, and um, a bit of a homophobe. Uh, I, I deliberated about doing this book for a long time because, you know, Faking Lit, we're a progressive podcast. We believe inequality for all people. Uh, and uh, we're, yeah, we try to be as politically correct as, as possible. And I, I had my reservations about doing a book which has been written by one of the most unapologetic homophobes that uh, is in the literary world today. Uh, Orson Scott Card, uh, famously a Mormon who opposed gay marriage and has written screeds in which he um, wrote a, a dystopian science fiction short story about uh, the fascist regime that would have been uh, put in place uh, by a president who was basically uh, Barack Obama with a different name. So not the nicest person in the world, I don't know if anybody else had these sort of reservations about attempting to tackle this book. I didn't know that he was a homophobe um, and I failed to find any symbolism in the book that indicated to me that he was a homophobe so I'm surprised to learn this. Okay. I just thought it was about um, a, a small boy who fights a race of aliens called the buggers and I, I couldn't for the life of me and I understand how that could be construed as homophobic in any way. I mean, the, the, yeah, I, I mean, one possible explanation is that the, the, the term buggers has a different meaning in America than it does over here, but... What does it mean in America? I think it means people who are, uh, like, like are f fans of audio surveillance, I guess. Like Fair enough. The bugger community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Is yeah. that true, Yeah, it's true. I also like insects and other small crawling creepy crawly things it's true <clears throat> anybody else like, I, it, look if you have any problems with 
doing this book, you might as well say now, um, because uh, I don't want this to be taken as a sort of a implicit, uh, well, support for his views. We're going to try and separate the man from his um, uh, his beliefs today. But I can understand if you don't want to do this book. Today. I don't want to do it. I'm not doing it. Let's not do it. Wait, should we should we do another book then? Um, no. I'm just saying I don't want to do okay, it. You don't I'll want do to it, do it okay. but I don't want to. Okay, okay. You're right. a big supporter of gay rights, aren't you? Oh. Johnny Bagels. Yeah. Too bad. Too right. What are you going to do about it? I'm not going to do anything. I was just I was offering you a chance to maybe talk about the various causes that you... Look, we're all the same. Get over it. Right. Ender's game. Okay. Let's, um, we've dealt with the, uh, the personal politics of Orson Scott Card. Ender's game belongs to a long um, storied history of um, what I, I guess we can call the militaristic science fiction novel. Um, this can be seen in classics such as Robert A. Heinlein's Starship Troopers, which was a book about uh, set in a society which was constantly at war. You see it in uh, Joe Holderman's The Hundred Year War. And often science fiction is used as a prism to actually talk about uh, things that happen in, in uh, the, the contemporary world. So Starship Troopers and uh, The Forever War were both written around about the 60s and clearly a commentary on the Vietnam War. Whereas Ender's Game is a book that was written in 1985, and it deals, as you said, uh, with Earth, uh, Earth, uh, mankind reaching out towards the stars, coming in contact with an insectoid alien species, and fighting a battle with them. Um, but the battle is fought through uh, children who um, are trained at battle school and war school to. Uh, uh, to have a strategic mind and wage proxy wars over computers at an enemy that they rarely even see in person. Um, I mean, this is this is a great sort of a uh, 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 metaphor for the Cold War, I guess, isn't it? In a way, well, as children as proxy states for the proxy states that the, the US would have used. I guess so. Well, it's like war. As, it's a war of middlemen, isn't it? It's a war made up of middlemen. That's true. Middle middle children. Um, I don't know. I, but I don't, I don't, what I don't get, even aside from the symbolism, is I don't understand why it's children. Because children aren't better at fighting wars than adults. Um, if you look at, for example, professional Starcraft, which is what this is very close to, mm -hmm. um, peak age for Starcraft players is maybe 21, 22. So I don't understand why it's not 21, 22 year olds rather than literal 10 year olds. Uh, I mean, well, that's the thing, it's child soldiers have become a bit. I guess there's uh, no I mean, adults left, are there? Uh, no, I think it's more to do with the fact that the, the children have like a more agile minds and they're more pliable, and as a result, well, as we will we'll discuss when we get to the later stages of uh, uh, Ender's, Ender's Game, is that uh, children um, can be fooled effectively. You can tr trick them into believing whatever you want because they are still children, even if they are good at fighting war. Brainwashed. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what do we think of them? Um, so uh, obviously, in this analogy. Of the Cold War. I guess hum humanity is meant to be the USA and the buggers are supposed to be the Soviet Union, I guess? Well, just a general... Uh, <laughs> generally gay people that <laughs> they're at war with. Quite hard to... that'd be very hard. It'd be hard to declare war on the gay community. Well, because yeah. Because many of them live among us. I mean, they're unless you're trying to tell people that like they weren't gay people but an <laughs> insectoid race that yeah, had been wiped out. Uh, that's a good point there. Yeah. 
I'm not adding anything to this discussion. Right now. <laughs> just agreeing. I'm just agreeing. I'm strengthening Jonathan's point. I, I appreciate how calm um, you are when you agree. I'm calm down now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that, that maybe, maybe too calm. <laughs> you want me to talk louder? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's good enough for you. So that, I'm offended. I think this, uh, these uh, insect people, uh, what, what are they about? What, what, what's so bad about them? I never understood that in, in reading the book. Cause you, you know, I think about stuff like a bagel, you know? It's like, you gotta go around, you gotta go around the, the whole thing to understand it. I mean, yeah, you, you can kind of assume what's coming next. Right. But until you've gone around the bagel, you don't know. You just can't know. Wait, well, around you know? the bagel. What you, can't you? You know? gotta do your homework before you before you before you act. Before you can't before just before you eat a bagel. Yeah, you gotta turn it round, examine above, below, on the sides. Yeah. Check there's a hole in the, the middle. The bagels are quite uniform. If you examine one part of a bagel, it's fairly clear what the rest of the bagel is no, gonna be like. That's not true. That's not true. It's common misconception about bagels. <laughs> Trust me. You, you you can't you can't you can't just assume that the bagel's gonna be even all the way around because it might not be. But usually it is. I can infer. Yeah, but you don't know. And this is what I'm saying. If you're gonna try and if you're gonna gonna go to war with an alien race, you gotta get to know them first. You gotta know what they're about. I see. I see. I see what you're saying here. Um, I'm not sure if the bagel analogy necessarily works, but what you're saying is sound. Like, yeah, know your enemy. Not sure where the bagels come into it, but like, yeah. Uh, uh, you 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 misunderstanding the, the the metaphor, but okay, okay, all right, all right. No, 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 no. I I mean, like, the only way I could see a bagel like analogy working is if we were talking about a bagel that was so massive, the curvature of the bagel was would be imperceptible to the human eye. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You could. Yeah, that. I mean, that happens. I can imagine that. I can imagine that. That'd be great. That'd be great. But uh, it, we're not talking about a massive bagel the size of the, the galaxy. We're talking about a race of insectoid humans. Are they yeah? insectoid humans? Well, they're buggers. They're, you, 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 can't, you can't divide, you know? It's a, we're all the same. Much like what you're saying about bagels, how they're all alike. They're not that different. Um, I, well, I, I would love to get into you about the uh, like where you stand on the whole uh, New York bagel versus Montreal bagel uh, variety, but um, that might be for another podcast at another time. Um, no, we can do it, but just later. It's <laughs> not right now. Um, right, okay, well, Dan, you raised a really good point about like um, children fighting war. Yeah. Right. Um, let's think. It, let's talk about like the idea of the notion of this is a society which is constantly at war with a an uh, insectoid, uh, alien enemy. And the notion that, like, yeah, children are being conscripted into uh, fighting a war. So, what does childhood even mean anymore for this society? And do you think childhood is something that's necessary for human humanity, or is it a construct? I think childhood's very necessary for humanity. If, if, in my, I, I don't know where we'd be without childhood. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, would just I don't, would we still be babies, or would we just be adults the whole time? Um, I think. I guess adults the whole time, right? Um, but I don't. You just you you, for, you you you're kind of dependent on your parents for a while, and then suddenly, boom, you, you're put to work. If you're just an accountant from age two, well, that's a bit much. But like, yeah, like something like that. But Ender is is ten years old when he fights the final battle against he the is, Buckers. He is. He is. He is. He is. Which is, I mean, when I was ten, um, I 
couldn't tell buggers from boogers. I didn't. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> I had like like I didn't know anything. I was I it was before my eleven plus. Mm, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we consider it way too early to tell children how they're successful they should be for the rest. Eleven is the perfect age to decide how successful a child should be for the rest of their life. So you think? Oh, well, in, in, well, in the Jewish That's faith. In Jewish faith. In any like, any faith. Okay. It, once you're eleven, we know how good you're going to be, and we can put you in various well, that, places. Okay, so you're using the eleven plus as sort of like a, a rites of passage of manhood or yeah. like an adulthood. Well, it's not necessarily no. manhood, but of quality of person. No. If you fail your eleven plus. You're just a shit person, and we know that because we can you're, tell you're, how good a you're. you're, you're yeah, if you fail your eleven plus, you're a garbage baby man. Yeah. Oh, but my dad failed his eleven plus. Well, and just I'm look really at him sorry. Now. He was head boy. Head baby. Yeah, but he was. <laughs> He was head boy in a school full of garbage babies. Well, he actually, no, he was. He actually ended up going to um, a, a, a grammar sixth form. Oh, well done. Um, but I think he might have been head boy at the other. But at the, the age of ten, you could still be any quality of person. Right. And I don't understand how we can, like, t ten years are too young. Okay. All right. To fight a war. But eleven. Eleven's well, fine. Eleven would have been eleven. I would have accepted the book. But he's ten, and that's too young. So well, you, I, 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 I you reject the book. You say yeah. that though. I remember in primary school, when we were in year five. Uh, for listeners out there in Scotland or America, that's when you're ten. Um, well, and people were getting married. People were getting married in the playground. So I think you're quite mature, you know, those, when you're those, ten. Those marriages were never binding. I never. No. no one ever asked me to marry them. I was always the bridesmaid. Never the bride. Ugh. My best friend got married to three boys. Fucking hell. She is now married as well. Wow. Okay. Well, they, how many? Are they the same people? The same people. I don't know. Not friends oh, on Facebook. That's a long marriage. Oh, I just okay. thought. Oh, I wonder what she's up to, and I stalked her. Any ten-year-olds who got married are still married today. Huh. That's a good question. To the person that they married when they were when ten. They were ten. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't legally binding. And marriage. also, you wouldn't be able to consummate it. Or you well, you could, but oh, no, we're not going there. <laughs> You'd have to be sufficiently young yourself as well. You would have to obey a certain rule. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, it's it's. Rocky area, but like as we said, like well, okay, I I tend to think of childhood as being a very um, it's a Western construct to me. Childhood is a Western construct, and it's been filled in with like um, especially with the uh, Victorian era. What about gorillas? Um, what the band? Yeah, I love them. Gorillas um, have a have a long childhood. Oh, okay, right, 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 right. Do you think that they made that that concept as well? No, I think that's more for biological reasons. Yeah, but then what's wrong with our biological reasons? We know your brain doesn't get to full capacity until you're twenty. Five, and then from the way there, it's all downhill. Okay, but we're talking about a um, like if, if it's, oh, sorry, I was, I was just going to say, uh, just adding on to the marriage bit, like in the Tudor times, people actually got married at like twelve, thirteen, and had children yes, when yes, they were yes. like Absolutely. fourteen, fifteen. Absolutely. So ten isn't that far off. So I think it just we just need to actually just think. We just need to change our mindset. I mean, if you're thinking about it, like childhood to me makes a lot of sense when the longevity and lifespan of a person is like you live up to 70, then yeah, you can have a childhood. But if the li average lifespan for human beings, for the most part of human beings being on, on this planet, was probably like most people didn't live past their 40s, really. That's, mm. that's, that's a misconception. 
Okay. Because right. people just died when they were like zero, and they've been skewing those selfish <laughs> child mortality people skewed the average for the rest of us. That's f no, that's a very good point. So, so yeah, she had like hundred year old guys walking around. Yeah, loads of them. Yeah, boiling bagels. It was um, it basically boiling bagels. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. boil bagels? Yeah, you do. Duh. Some. Didn't know that. About Did you bagels. know that you actually um soak them in lye? First, so in no, lie, lie, yeah, lie, and it's poison. Lie is poison. They yeah. are inherently dishonest. They could be poisonous ba bagels, but they're not. This has taught me. This podcast has taught me a lot about bagels. When you bake, what what, what happens, right? Is uh, this might not be relevant to uh, space wars, <laughs> but uh, you, after you boil them, that you, you bake them off, and it, and all of the the t potentially toxic chemicals they all come off, and it goes away. And you look for the delicious, juicy ring of, of dough. That's nice. What's your favourite bagel filling? It's gotta be the the locks. 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 What's locks? Locks is uh you you call it smoked salmon. Yep, yep. And yep. all these stupid things that you gotta create other words for. Yep, yep. Am I speaking the right volume that's, for you? That's very, very correct indeed. Slightly threatening, um, but uh, sorry. <laughs> S. What's interesting about these children, though, is so Ender at uh, the start of the book, I think, is about eight. Yes. Uh, and they they've decided that he's a garbage child. Yeah, a like, garbage. He's, yeah, he's, a garbage. He's a pile of crap. Is he a garbage man. baby man? A garbage yeah, baby garbage man. Garbage baby man. He's not going to be in the school, and then he kills someone. And they're like, oh, he seems pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than being like, he's a weird psychopath. Yeah. Oh uh, well, let's let's talk about like um the questions of like. Uh, what kind of ten-year-old can kill another ten-year-old? I totally agree. This is why I'm thinking to myself though, this is a future world. Uh, like, look, everybody, let's think about this future world. Is this a sort of future world? Would you describe it as a dystopian future? Yeah. 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 Any any society where a ten year old kills another ten year old and, and it's fine. It's fine. And not even only fine, it's a boom. He's heralded. They're they like, herald oh that's him. great. Like imagine if for selective schools you could fail your exam, but if then you killed another child and you were like, Oh I did it because I didn't want them to hurt me later. You just got into the school. Got into like Eton. What kind of I mean I imagine that's what This is basically their eleven plus, isn't it? Mm, mm, mm. Can you kill a child? Yes or no? I mean Can you get into grammar school? <laughs> I mean it's also like the idea that like the death of his fellow pupil, uh who's called uh Stilson, is kept secret from Ender. Ender effectively uh uh is kind of protected from the the repercussions of his actions throughout the uh narrative mm. of this book. Um, he does a lot of things, he's responsible for a lot of deaths, and each time um, the society at the schools, the government, protects him from knowing anything about like, his actions until the final reveal. Where to, and the titular game uh, was something which turned out to be a real uh, battle that he was playing out, uh, whereas he thought throughout the whole novel, what he was, and during uh, the actual battle itself, that it was nothing but a simulation of the game. Um, I, I think this is a society that is um, using children, like I said, to uh, fight wars because uh, I guess a child's view of the world and a child's perception of reality is incredibly malleable and very controllable. So he was a Mormon, this guy? Yes, yes, that's right. Mormons believe that it's fine to send uh, kids out, uh, out to Britain to knock on my door saying, do you want to become a Mormon? That's true. Yeah, do yeah. you want to become a Mormon? No, but I had a lovely chat. But, but, but my, like, Mormons, they don't believe in any stimulants or alcohol whatsoever. So, 
and I'm not saying they're a, a, they don't a believe violent, them. they don't believe in them. I don't think they exist. I oh, you you try to mount a counter argument of, of of in Mormons believing in normal things. I just don't. I, 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 I don't want to turn this into some kind of hate podcast. <laughs> Mormons, they just they go. Do you want a beer? And they're like, oh, I don't know what that is. Never heard of that. They just they don't believe in coffee or anything. And it's quite hard not to believe in coffee because there's a lot of coffee shops. That's true. That's very true. Um, but then oh, Mormonism in itself is kind of a. Uh, it is a difficult belief to kind of get on board with because of the fact that it is a very new religion that was based mm. upon like one man effectively saying that he'd found certain texts and plates in the forest and you finally got the word of like uh, Brigham Young really to go on. Like, I found some plates in the forest. Don't hear me going on that. What were the plates? Just some dinner plates. I'm finding some a new religion there. based on uh, the porn that I found in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> What's the tenants? Um, it's quite a sexist religion, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, but that's also in keeping with you know more traditional religions. Like Mormonism. Ooh, boom! Yeah, so now... Take that, Mormonism. Group sex <laughs> is a key part of it, like in Mormonism. No, they keep their wives separate. Oh, separate but equal. Yeah. We all know nothing about Mormonism. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I just realised this. they have magic underpants. <laughs> their pants are magic. I don't know what what they do. Uh, no, name, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a, a, I I find a that faction you... of Mormonism where you're allowed to have multiple wives. In fact, it's encouraged. But then, what happens to all the men who don't get the multiple wives? I don't know. They, no, they actually kick out young men. Yeah, that's true. They're, they're garbage. It's true. Uh, they're garbage baby, baby men. Yeah, they're, garbage it's baby it's men. true. They they say. And you and they do this. This is true. I, I've I've dated a girl who was who was from Utah. It, it's true, not a lie. Not not lies here, son. <laughs> Look, he's what they do when there's young guys in the group who who might look be looking at uh, they're gonna get a bit handsome. They actually excommunicate those young guys and they say you you could be garbage baby man, okay? At what age do they decide someone's too handsome? Fifteen. No, you know what age it is. They do. Isn't it ten? Well, sometimes. Well, they're trying to push it back. They're trying to push it back. You can tell it's like eleven plus, like you're saying. This things like you can see when the kid's gonna have a good streak in him. It's good. That gonna kid's gonna fuck. Him. That kid's gonna fuck when he gets old. Better get rid of him, because otherwise he's gonna steal all the other women off from out under our pants. Okay, you know, I, I don't like it. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. But. But I don't hate them either. Gosh, this is like I'm a big. But this is the but this this book Ender's Game. Yeah. Perhaps it's a metaphor for um, how they like to get rid of the you know the successful good kids by killing them off. Uh, well, I um, I've got the quote here from Orson Scott Card, um, and this I think it kind of like lets us into. Uh, the role childhood has to play and what children are supposed to mean in Ender's Game. Um, and the quote is, Children are a perpetual, self-renewing underclass, helpless to escape from the decisions of adults until they become adults themselves. I, I can't help but feel that he's talking about millennials here. I'm not sure he knows what class means. <laughs> well, of course he doesn't. He named his bad guys, buggers. That's not a very classy thing to do, quite frankly. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Johnny means in the sense that oh, oh, uh, he ain't sorry. got no class. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, it, it doesn't understand it as a concept. Oh, oh right, 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 right. Um, Which is um, clear because children aren't a 
class because yeah. they're not they're not economic agents. They're in they're in class. Am I right? They are Zing. in class. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that's the thing. Like he's, I think like the, the term underclass has a connotation that goes beyond the sort of like Marxist idea of class, for example. Mm. When you talk about an underclass, it's not you're not talking about a working class, you're not talking about the upper class. An underclass is almost like the idea of the downtrodden as in general. Um, and I think I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Children are ultimately powerless. Yeah, um, you're being very cavalier with the word I, class. Basically. Yeah, I don't think you've been to a coffee shop in uh, on Angel in, in on Upper Street in Angel. I think children definitely have got a lot of power over their parents. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. <laughs> what fair enough. what Orson Scott Card sounds like is he sounds like a child who's asked to clean his room by his mum. And he's gone, eh, I'm so exploited. My mum makes me clean my room and I don't get any money apart from my pocket money. Um, and he's just created a whole book about it. I, th I think Orson Scott Card also probably had problems with his stepdad as well. I, I yeah. get that feeling like a... Makes me mow the lawn. Yeah. It's not even my real dad. I want to write a book about garbage man babies. <laughs> it's Mother's Day when it's going to be Children's Day. <laughs> <laughs> One of the interesting things about the my kids, Austin Scott Carter pressure is <laughs> very accurate. I, one of one of the things that's interesting about this is that in this hypothetical universe, um, uh, he's actually lowered the age of retirement to twenty three. So that's why all the thank kids. God, I thank God you said retirement because I thought you were going to say yeah, something no, else. No, 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 <laughs> yes. So that's why all these kids are going to be working, and already by the time they're 10, 11 years old, they're, they're almost spent, you know, they're middle aged as far as that. Because you get to retire and you get to play golf on a uh, Wii Golf in this world. Uh, it, well, it looks like Wii Golf. If you saw it, you'd say, why are those guys playing Wii Golf? But you, you know, I'm, yeah. Because you don't have golf courses anymore. You don't. No, you don't. Because you're in a spaceship. You're in space. Yeah. You're in a spaceship in space. They live on Earth and an asteroid. Yeah. Oh, they're on Eros, aren't they? They're, yes, that's right. That's right. They're on Eros, and there's an asteroid, which is what's that? It's just, it's like a vessel that moves around, and it's got air in it, and it's got no golf courses on. It's a spaceship, okay? Yeah. yeah but Earth doesn't naturally have golf courses on it. Yeah, it does. It does. Oh, not Scotland. We got Scotland over here. Scotland's any, not. Scotland. Any place with a hole, any 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 area of grass which has a hole in it, that's basically a golf course. Yeah, a hole is a goal. Any <laughs> hole is a goal. Yeah. Look, uh, if you ask me, it's all. It, it, it relates to. Uh, uh, Bagels. So you you gotta you, you think of like a golf course as a bagel with a with a big a big ring a big ring, but then this is just a hole. There's a goal. You want to get there. Yes. It's what you want. It's where you like, get your tongue in there and smush it around. And is that how you eat a bagel? Sometimes. <laughs> how it, you put your tongue in the hole and smush it around? Just like when you're playing golf. What do you mean? But you can't play golf. You gotta do it virtually. Okay. No. Uh, but that's I've been eating bagels wrong apparently. Um, to space. Space golf. This is what you're talking Spolf. about. Here. Spolf. Like this this is a good point. I think this is important. Like what, what did they play golf in this? It's in this important. Universe? Is it is it important? Pretty important. Pretty vital. Um <laughs> did what is space golf? Does it exist in Ender's game? If not, why not? Yeah, but what has he got against golf? Might have homophobia. Homophobia is that's one it. thing. Yeah. yeah, so he doesn't like the outfits that they wear. <laughs> the title Ender's Game. Yes. Apostrophe S. Yes. Is that a possessive apostrophe S? Yes. I or, think so. Or yeah. is it Ender short is for Ender game. is Game? 
<laughs> he's up for anything, and yeah. <laughs> End this game. Any hole is a goal. Any hole is a goal. For the bagels. I've always you said any hole is a goal, which is how I lost my job as the groundskeeper at Old Trafford. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's not like the goal, clearly, is it, Dan? <laughs> I'm finished! And he just dug a big hole in the middle of the pitch. I'm going on break. Um, How's Cantona going to score in that? That's oh, <laughs> why, why Ferguson almost retired in the 2003 season. Oh. Uh, How old were you then? 11? 13. Oh, 13. Old enough to go to war. Old enough to go to war, yeah. yeah absolutely, absolutely. Too old. Too old to go to war. But the That's right age of... to receive the Holy Spirit and give birth to the Christ. Exactly. Well, this is all covered in Dan's um, autobiography, Offen's Game, <laughs> which is football and digging holes in football pitches. The other thing is, um, uh, what's his face? Ender's brother, Peter. Is described as a highly intelligent sociopath. Presumably, he's yes, about twelve. Yes, yes, yes. But later, when he's about fourteen, he starts writing political essays that tell the government what to do. Yes. Essentially, these are YouTube comments. <laughs> he's just gone like, "Oh, I think all gay people should be killed," and the <coughs> government go, "Oh, all right, we'll talk about this later, maybe." It's true. It's true. It would be like if uh, PewDiePie became like Ministry Minister of the Interior, which is just. Some nightmare scenario, and not that. Uh, that'd be awful, actually. Oh. But yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. It's like some snot-nosed punk who's just thinks that, like, because he can garbage put pen to paper. Boy. Garbage baby boy, uh, <laughs> giving like his garbage baby boy opinions to the world, and the world go like, yeah, fair enough, and just getting on, getting on with it. But and they also use it as a political, as a, uh, a proper tool of propaganda. What would we say if the government, if? Uh, the Conservatives released their manifesto for the upcoming election. It was written by Sir Weller. And it was written by like a 12 year old. They're like, yeah, what's great about this manifesto is it was written by a genuine 10 year old. And we'd be like, oh, probably won't vote. I think, I think they'd still get in, I'm honest. <laughs> but they're not tarnished like most parties. Even the Daily Mail would probably criticise well, it. I mean, what, does the average, what was the average 10 year old today? What would that man manifesto even be? Three sweets. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, a, that's, that's free sweets. Band school. Free sweets yeah, and copies of the Beano, come on. No more homework, no more homework. No, you get those awful, like, they're often a bit clever, but not not very clever. Is You get, like, the, the uh, precocious right-wing children, you know them. <laughs> Actually, I think schools are rather a good idea, because we can't have people just rushing about. <laughs> the worst. Oh, Jesus. So they're at school, right? They're they are at school. school. Battle school, they call it. Battle school, learning how to kill each other in vast numbers, as any child should know how to do to fellow living life forms. Of course. I, 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 I gotta say, we don't... Uh, this is all a bit alien to me. Well, it is about aliens, isn't it? Yeah, but even the humans is oh, going crazy. No, no, no. Who, well, who are the real aliens? Oh, that's my fault. We're all, we're all, we're all donuts of a, of a form. You know, we, we go around, we have a cycle, the life cycle, I'm a cycle, you're a cycle. We're all cycles, we're all, we're all around the same thing with emptiness inside. Oh, a like hole the hole in the middle. Of a big girl. Right. <laughs> it, it, tell me when he gets tired, <laughs> and I'll stop making the bagel anatomies. No, anatomies. Yes, yeah, the anatomy of a bagel. <laughs> but but why do you love bagels so much? 
are just delicious. Is your uh, name you really say... Donny Bagels? No, yeah, Donny Bagels. Donathan Bagels. That's my name. Oh, so it's Donathan. Donathan Bagels. No. So you were Chris. It's christening. my nickname. Oh, so oh, it's your, so your real surname. surname. Yeah, I, I, I should change it though. What's your actual surname? Uh, uh Levkovich. Oh, fair enough. That both sound equally improbable uh, for some reason. Donathan Lefkovich. Oh, uh, if you want to really go for it, called Donathan Lefkovich. Was vehicles. it? <laughs> was it because I, I was I was thought it was because when your family came over on the ferry uh, to New York to Ellis Island, and they came up to the um, Ellis Island official and said, "What's your name?" So like, ah, oh, Lefkovich. Nope, it's Bagels from now on. <laughs> get in, get welcome to America. No, it's wrong. Okay, wrong, <laughs> totally wrong. I, I, I thought that's what happened. Um, and just, uh, when I was a kid, you know, I just used to always be looking in the bagel window, looking through there, going, wow, maybe one day, <laughs> yeah. maybe one day. Maybe one day what? I'll, I'll be bagel. a bagel. I'll become a bagel. <laughs> Did you want to, do you own a bagel shop? I have a podcast. Oh, the bagel pod. Donathan's Bagels. What do you talk about? Uh, mostly uh, Breaking Bad. <laughs> Breaking Bad episodes, and whenever there's a new Star Wars trailer, we do a lot, a lot of talking about that. But when, movie, but when the movie comes out, we don't really care about the movie. It's mostly just the trailer. So, in what way does it involve bagels? It's my name, you know. And I, and I think we use the bagels as a, as a tool to understand contemporary forms of art and literature. Can I get on the pod? Sounds like a good. Mm. Do you get a lot of listeners? Yeah, we got uh, Julian Clary coming on soon, <laughs> and the lady who does the voice of Bart Simpson. <laughs> That's a coup! I can't believe what's, you managed to get hold of him. What's Julian Clary up to these days? He's disappeared. He's, he? a, he's an avid gardener. Uh, after he made that joke about fucking Prince Philip. Oh God! Yeah. Was like, oh, you're not allowed on TV anymore. What? Yeah. He did, what did he say? He said that he had sex with Prince Philip. I'm not doing it. He, he, he told me he told me he never made never made no bad jokes. But thank you for that. I'm taking him off the podcast. Thank you. What was you gonna What were you gonna discuss with him in the podcast? Bagels. <laughs> Bagels and the star new Star Wars trailer. Right, right, right. The Star Wars trailer through the anathema of bagels. All oh, right, right, right. So this is the new um the the Last Jedi trailer. Yeah, right. yeah, okay. yeah. And it looks good. It does look good, doesn't it? Uh, and it's speaking an interesting comparison because it's both a sci-fi film. Exactly. Speaking of galaxies far, far away, well, actually not so much because this is actually set in this galaxy. But um, Ender's Game. Uh, we're talking about the government, authoritarian, uh, authoritarian government. Now, one of the things that the government has control over is um, reproductive decisions. Um, and families who would have more than two children would be subject to financial pen penalties and even social stigma. Um, now, this seems to me to be a uh, well, I guess a necessity brought out of like a futuristic world where resources are limited, but yeah, not too dissimilar to something like um, the gov the Ch Chinese government did with the one shell policy uh, all that time. Famously, ago. didn't work. Well, there you go. Like, what can I say? Chinese people I love to fuck. I think people love to fuck. Mm, That's yeah. what I've heard. Well, well, let's see, let's see. Well, if you look at down the population numbers, uh, I think you'll find that Chinese people are winning. Yeah, uh, they are winning. They are winning. Yeah, but it's not like. 
we started at the 20th century and there were two Chinese people and two British people and two French people and the Chinese have won in the past hundred years. Yeah, it was a competition. It was. It's a massive yeah, but, yeah, country. But they started off with, yeah. with more people anyway. Um, no, 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 no. There was only one Chinese. Wait, are you saying hundred years ago there were as many people in Britain as there were in yeah. China? Yeah, no, absolutely. There was, oh, actually, there was a less. There was one Chinese person at the beginning of time. Um, his name was Pan Gu and um, he reproduced by spores. Pig That's not fucking. Pan Gu, don't be racist. <laughs> that is fucking. That's how Chinese people fuck. By spores. They release spores. spores. They just multiply. They release yeah. spores into the atmosphere and they grow into little Chinese babies. That was a crap game. What? Spores. Oh, sorry, I thought little Chinese babies was a crap game. Um, Ender's game. Doing. Back to Ender's game. Yeah, talking of games, Ender's game. Um, let's get back to the book, guys. Um, book? The, uh, okay, we're talking about Ender's Game, and um, let's get to the po point of the book where we actually deal with the repercussions of war itself. Now, this seems to me to be a classic case of asymmetric warfare that's going on. The buggers don't seem to be that sophisticated as a uh, race, they're just a race of aliens. They communicate telepathically, though. Um, but to all intents and purposes, they do not seem to be as a. Uh, Technically advanced as uh, as as mankind, so humankind. Humankind, sorry, yeah, that's right. Um, so, uh, what's how? And we later discover that like uh, the cause of the war has been the result of a misunderstanding between <laughs> our two species. What was? It? It's like a sitcom. Yes. <laughs> it was a misunderstanding, um, like like an episode of Frasier. <laughs> Because um, oh, yeah, there's an excellent scene where Ender and his brother, they both go off into the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. And even though the kitchen is open plan, and no one can hear them inside the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they just kind of carry on. Exactly. It's, it's like an episode of Frasier if every episode of Frasier ended up with genocide. <laughs> <laughs> who's, uh, uh, who's the little dog in Ender's game? Oh, uh, Chalky. Oh, look at the the bees are calling, tassellers and scrambled eggs. The double again. <laughs> <laughs> that one. That's the one. That's, okay. that's it. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, I have to say, the um, the character in the book with the Manchester accent really annoyed me. Who's okay. that? Who's that? Daphne. <laughs> Daphne, yeah, yeah. Daphne, the um, ten-year-old love interest for Ender. Of course, of course, of course. Well, I liked it when Ender you. failed to pursue his love interest, because that was kind of, there's lots of and uh, is very self-deprecating. He says things like, um, "So, Ender, how how's cleaning your room getting?" He says, mm, "I've been too busy murdering my people." Um, <laughs> but then, once they consummated that, which was one inappropriate, but also just removed any kind of uh, dramatic and comic tension from the whole thing. That's a good point. That's his good chair, point. on the other hand, that the chair that Ender hates, but his father <laughs> loves. I mean, I read a series all about that. Yeah, absolutely. But it is quite sci-fi because it leans back. Mm. Oh. oh, the lazy boy. I really, I mean, I know he's only 10, but I really think he's, he's always coming up with stupid little puns. Mm. Like, Ender's gonna get his end away. He says that every, he just signs off every sentence with it. Are you game? Because Ender's game. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Ender. Uh, he's Ender awful. Um, I just, he's just a, he's a smug little dick. He loves how good he is at basically StarCraft. Mm -hmm. He's great at StarCraft. Yeah, and his name's not even Ender. No, his name is uh, Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> Andrew End. 
What is his name? It, it's Leet speak for Andrew. I thought it was because he was just a big fan of EastEnders. They were hold up as well. Okay, so we. Okay, I was going to ask you like, at this point like, is Ender a likable character? Do we find any of the characters in Ender's game likable? No. The old no. robots. I like the buggers. Yeah, the bugger queen. I rooted for the buggers the whole time. Pretty much, yeah. The buggers, like, uh, pretty, like, <laughs> relatable insects, how, I feel. How more homophobic can it get when the buggers have a queen? <laughs> They're insects, right? They, they have, like, look, he makes explicitly clear. He says, not a queen like uh, an insect and queen, but a queen like you know. And it's just <laughs> ridiculous. It's, it, yeah, it's... Little um, wink emojis. Yeah. <laughs> Typed into the book, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so we like this is the thing. Like this is maybe the grand irony of Ender's Game. The human beings have become so distant from their own humanity that they don't even resemble human beings anymore. We find that we have more sympathy with an alien race of buggers than we do with human beings. I mean, that's a very good excuse for bad writing, isn't it? Uh, things have changed so much that these characters don't even act like human beings and have real emotions and ideas behind what they do. How clever! It doesn't have to be believable because it's science fiction, right? That's guess that cause. Uh, I'm writing a book, and it's just a, it's a it's a hard sci-fi book about what's going to happen after millions of years of evolution. Now, if you didn't know that by reading the blurb, it would look like I just got on a pen and gone, <laughs> not even lifted. Oh, it made that's how they, yeah, that's how they speak in the future. This is a uh, blah 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 blah. blah. Actually, is. it's very clever. Yeah, language yeah. has developed because a lot of the words we use are not necessary. Yeah, exactly. It's actually a telepathic. Book. If that's we just wrote pages uh, like that, that would be a more efficient way of communicating. Well, I think uh, we spend too much time pausing in between words. Yeah, it's just do emojis. Just get rid of all the other bits. Just have a, a collection of emojis, and then such literature works such as. That will come. Is, is Orson Scott Card racist as well as homophobic? Um, no. He's American. What do you think? <laughs> oh, Donnie, what do you think? <laughs> I I think all we're all racists at our core, but then if you get you go to the core, it's a big hole there. It's a it's a void, you know. It's it's willing you can fill that with things. Okay, I see where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. 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 Uh, uh, look, look uh, he, he wrote in. It's not. It's not only white people in this book. Yeah, you got Mazer right. in there. Yeah, Mazer. He's have he's have kiwi. You know, the man's got good facial tattoos. Well, let's talk about these um other characters. We was focused a lot of Ender, but like, um, let's talk about uh, other characters such as uh, Mazer Rackham and. Bonzo Madrid. What about Hiram Graf? You got Hiram Graf. I got Hiram Graf in there. He murders Bonzo Madrid as well. Yep. Purely because he's got a stupid name. <laughs> There's no other reason he does it. He just he goes, I think I hate your name, Bonzo Madrid. It'd be better for all of us if you were dead. Who literally has a baby, holds it, and goes, Oh, you know what? Bonzo. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Um. and Mrs. Madrid. It's us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they talk like Jazza Binks. <laughs> It's a boy! <laughs> a lemon bonzo! I love you, honey! Ah, <laughs> uh, brilliant role playing in there. Brilliant role playing. <laughs> well done, Dan. There was a great voice there. <laughs> right, okay. We, so we've, we've talked a lot about the society um, that uh, uh, 
the end of fans himself and we talk about the politics um i want to talk about now the the big reveal there is a big twist obviously <gasps> in in the book earth we've, all along we've talked about it before yeah, it was earth all along because they are from earth they are human beings but that was kind of not really so much as a twist as sort of like a, a late explicit reveal. Yeah. thing that they say in the book no, fair play <laughs> <laughs> the twist is oh he was called clive all along it's something they've established right at the beginning every plot point in every book johnny you always think's a twist <laughs> the world is full of wonder to me then it's like, like you go uh, you when you read a christmas carol you go oh he's mightily with money what a twist it's like read the christmas carol so you mean to tell me that this was set on earth all along <laughs> it's never said that it's on earth have you seen a ghost that's true. That's true. I suppose uh, any, any. I think every book set on Earth should begin with Earth and then the date. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's on another planet, it doesn't have to do that. Earth, comma, the universe. <laughs> well, which universe? You gotta, you gotta be specific. It so, doesn't exist. It's so proof that. I mean, there's a point in this book that why I support the buggers is that the human is such an arrogant species. That we've called our own solar system the solar system. That's true. That's true. It's like people from New York. They call it. You, you call New York the city or something, don't you? The biggest of all the apples. <laughs> Which is like pretty arrogant to name your. It's like if I called my house like the house. Everyone would be like. What do you yeah. think of Christianity? It's right. Because it calls their God. 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 Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a really good point. Whereas Muslims at least have the humility to call their God Allah. But that's uh, their word for God, isn't it? Yeah, but they've used a different word. So. <laughs> God has <laughs> 613 names, though. What's your favourite name that God has? Hashem. I like I like Steve. Steve? That's not one of God's names, you asshole. <laughs> That's blasphemy right there. You got it on tape. Send me the tape. What are you gonna do with it? Burn <laughs> it. Yeah, get him chucked away. I thought I thought it's like uh, uh, well according to like a Orthodox some Jewish religion, anytime that like the word God uh, appears on print, that you can't do it, and like you can't actually destroy any piece of paper which has uh, the word God or the name of God on it. Dumbass, yes. this is not a piece of paper. This is a podcast. This yeah, on tape, on I magnetic roll. But you're allowed you to, to write. You're not allowed to write it. You have to spell it G dash D. Yeah, but even that has to be like you can't destroy. It's it how you. Uh, it's how you, you can, bury it. Yeah, you bury it exactly. If you so, ever need to go to a firefight in a a synagogue, you just get pieces of paper with God written all over it, and they yeah. can't shoot you because they won't destroy the pieces of paper. It's easy to beat Jews in the firefight. <laughs> Nazi war criminals put like God tattooed that over their necks. Yeah. And Mossad couldn't come and get them. <laughs> you know what? It's great because I've always wanted Faking Lit to be a podcast about how to give tips on people beating Jews. <laughs> I'm not saying that you should. I'm just saying if, if for some reason you have a quarrel with a synagogue full of Jews, right. just cover yourself with. Full of. What else is it going to be full of? A synagogue full of Pakistani bullets. <laughs> come on! So, whoops, sorry, wrong day. I'll, what are you? I'll leave you all to your now, meeting or whatever. Now religion uh, is so unpopular that places of worship often have to share. With others. Yeah. They've they got a timeshare on this thing. I'm a synagogue. So, like, Sundays the Christians get it. Saturdays uh, the Jews get it. No, they've got churches. Every day the Muslims get it because <laughs> they, they have to pray every day. Pretty sure they have their own churches or mosques or whatever. No, they've got to share them. They've got to share the synagogue. Yeah, it's new Tory, Tory cuts. <laughs> <laughs> the Tories hate religious people. Theresa May is a massive Christian. She's huge. She's, She's eight foot four. 
He's a massive Christian. That's why church ceilings are so high. To Theresa May. To fit in the Tory... Prime Minister. Pr- Prime Minister leader creature. You know a lot about our politics for an American. Yeah, you know, uh, my brother's English, so... All oh, right, what's his name? Uh, David. David. Miliband. <laughs> <laughs> so your other brother is presumably English too. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we don't like him. <laughs> Daniel. I heard that your... I was told quite reliably by the Daily Mail that your dad... So your dad was presumably their dad. That's how no, brothers were. No, it's my mum. Oh, so... We share a mum. He's their half-brothers, you know? Ah, uh, fair enough. So your dad didn't hate Britain? He wasn't the man who hated Britain? But I don't like that guy. You know, you, you, uh, I, I, got, I got creepy vibes off him, you know? He, mm. Whenever we went out... To, to restaurants. He always used to order pasta. Pasta all the time. Never, never uh, s- cylindrical sandwiches. <laughs> it's creepy, you know? Give me, I've never been to a restaurant where they serve bagels. No? Probably like a bagel restaurant. I'm glad I don't live here. Sounds, <laughs> sounds terrible. Um. I was about to talk about the major twist. Yeah, well, the major <laughs> twist. What? Come on, bring um, it on. So, the big twist, apart from it being Earth all along, um, was that um, <laughs> um, Ender has been training for battles and running through all these supposed uh, simulations of, of of war games, only to discover that these simulations that he'd been running were actual. He was actually issuing genuine commands to the armies of Earth to launch bombs on um, the, the bugger homeworld and effectively uh, wipe them out and commit um, xenocide um, and the knowledge and realization kind of gives him a, a sort of like a, a, a breakdown he suffers from a bit of PTSD and becomes thoroughly depressed now what is to be gained then like what, what, what do you think about this some um, technique of like like you said the children being the underclass being fooled to commit like um genocide. I didn't say that. I said they're not an underclass. No, I'm pretty sure I heard you say the words underclass and children in a sentence at some point. Yeah, but connected by aren't. Oh, Chin no, doesn't understand beg- negative words. Wait, no, 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 no. I'm pretty sure I almost entirely <laughs> certain that you supported the notion of children being an underclass and that they should be like um they should be making all these big decisions um for everybody like with their yeah. I said you, Johnny. Here, I think you're being uh, uncharitable in your interpretation of. His his vocalizations. Well, no, 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 no. I'm, 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 he was like going, yeah, children. No, he wasn't. He's pretty sure he wasn't. Ah, oh, okay. We'll have to listen back. Well, yeah, and you know, add an adamantium. Yeah, exactly. And and if it so happens that he didn't say that, well, I'll just edit it so that he did say that. And <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say some words now, just in case you didn't fully edit. Okay. All right. All right. Hello. Breakfast. To be, is, was. You're gonna say Holocaust. Word. Oh, oh God! I, I need a clean edit for this. Rifle. Plutonium. That's all you need. Okay. All right. <laughs> sure, I can make something out of that. Um, <laughs> we might even have a Johnny Gillum remix of the book's theme as well with all those words. Um, but okay. So, what what do you think then? Like a child being fooled into committing like genocide for his people? I'm against that. Yeah, I think like how, uh, well. I'm against genocide. <coughs> okay, I know that's a controversial point of view. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. I, I, if I may play devil's advocate uh, <laughs> for a second here, right? You're playing a devil's avocado. Yeah, yeah. Now you got a, an egg. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
what? You put an egg in a in a, in a sandwich. In a sandwich. In a circular sandwich. Circular sandwich with a bagel. Possible hole in the middle. Hole in the middle, slice of some avocado. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Avocado what, what and condiment? egg. It gives me an idea. Southwestern sauce. Ooh. What is in the southwestern sauce? No uh, one knows. Mayonnaise, paprika, as we call it, pimenton. Uh, Okay. Uh, there's also garlic. Oh, that sounds like a good sauce. It's good. It's a good sauce. Is there a restaurant called Devil's Avocado? There should be. Mm, there no, should there be. What would you serve with Devil's Avocado? Well, avocado. actually, I'm answering my own question. Deviled eggs and avocado. Spicy avocados. Mm. Sounds yeah. good, man. You can make a cocktail called Devil's Avocado. That would be disgusting. Avocado's just generally horrible. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Pretty awful stuff. It's the worst uh, spirit. Yeah, um, you're the worst spirit. <laughs> okay, I, I think we're, we're kind of reaching the end of this um, discussion about Ender's Game. Um, I just want to leave you with uh, one final quote from Orson Scott Card, uh, which was in the introduction to Ender's Game. He says that, um, that he'd never felt like a child. I felt like a person all along, the same person that I am today. I never felt that my emotions and desires were somehow less real than an adult's emotions and desires. Like, how do we respond to that? Like, like if if you feel like a, because obviously, like, I'm, especially when you're a child or a teenager, you you seen as somebody who's not in control of their emotions. You're not developed as a person. As a result, mm. you you don't get to make those sort of decisions. You're saying that you can't make a, a informed decision. But here is a from an empathetic point of view, like there is a base humanity to all of us, and something that connects all of us. And what Austin Scott Card says right there. Has a certain ring of familiarity about it. When you're a child, you don't really feel like a child, do you? No, there's a certain sort of feeling of being powerless when you're a child. I remember reading this book, um, The Way to Satin Shore. Did anybody read that when they were a child? No, no. no. Um, it's a really good book. And at the end, the twist is that the, the, the main character, the girl, who's a child, finds out that um, her uncle killed her father. And he just goes, well, there's nothing you can do about it, you're a child. And that's the end of the book. And it was just the most <laughs> distressing book I ever read. Wow. And I think that kind of is the, th that feeling from this as well. It's that whole kind of like people, children are just children. And even though they have, yeah, that whole kind of adult, they have complex emotions to children mm, mm, mm. and they get frustrated. I think children get frustrated far more easily. So like my nephew, like, he'll come up to you and you'll be like making some toast or something and he'll be like, that's my peanut butter! You don't want to eat my peanut butter! Um, but children can't articulate. What does he put the peanut butter on? Yeah, like toast. What kind of shape is this toast? Circular with a hole in the middle. Oh, brilliant! I love this. This is a great story. <laughs> I not, agree. That's not really toast. That's not really toast. Well, a toasted bagel. Okay. Mm. Yeah. But you've got to put butter Perfecto. and then peanut butter. It's like if you cut toast yeah. in a circular formation and cut a hole in it, that's just like a traitor bagel. Is he? Is he forty wars? He's fought the battle against my niece to get uh, the battle of the who owns the cars. The battle of not pissing his pants. It's a daily I mean, battle for all of us. Everyone. everyone. <laughs> yeah, yesterday he came through very proud announcing, I did a poo! Yeah. Howdy. 
I guess so. I can never trust children. I always want to lie about poos. I would love that. I did a poo! Did you? No, I was lying. <laughs> I just wanted to impress you. But he seems so proud of himself. Oh, I'd tell everyone when I've done a poo. It's <laughs> what Twitter's for, isn't it? <laughs> you mean shitter. Ah, the end. Okay. Notes? <laughs> yeah, I guess so, right? Um, guys, thank you for like adding your thoughts about it. I think we've got we can agree this has been an interesting conversation. A lot of important points were covered today. How would we have improved this book, though? Because I feel that we have a lot of ideas and a lot of suggestions to Austin Scott Card. So it's time for notes. Notes, 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 uh, I like stories where they where they talk about the food specifics. I don't think they mentioned bagels once in this book. Yes, yeah, a lot of bullcrap, if you ask me. <laughs> well, this sort of suggested the idea: how do bagels even exist anymore in Ender's world? What's the thing, right? It's it, it, it's a world without joy. Yes. And you know, kids, the kids don't have any joy, and it comes through in the, for the reader. The re you get kids, you know, they're not eating peanut PB and J bagels, you know. Absolutely. And there's got to be more of that, you know? Kids, Ender's uh, little Andrew, he's always like, Oh man, we should have a bagel right now! And then no one ever lets a kid have a bagel and I get sad when I'm reading the goddamn book! I think though that's maybe an intentional uh, 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 technique then by uh, Card, who is basically um, by omitting bagels from the narrative, he is basically sh telling you, yeah, this is a sad, sad world. Oh my god, I it's never thought of it like this. Think Amazing. about it. Bagels, this book's incredible. <laughs> bagels never appear in 1984. They never appear oh in Brave god. New World. Oh they never god. appear in, in Metropolis. And they never appear in any of the Terminator movies. So, like, it's clear that like, if you want to set up a, the rules of your dystopian universe have to be autocratic regimes, Genocide and um, um, sadness everywhere, and no bagels. I have no further comment. This book is amazing. <laughs> Anybody else? Any other sort of suggestions for the um, improvement of Ender's game? Less, less war. Less war. So basically, just get rid of the book. Just burn the book. Oh dear. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that like, you were not a fan at all. I hate war. You hate war. It's really boring. But this is an anti-war book, isn't it? Is it? It is, I would say. He's not I very happy about the like um, decisions and like I don't necessarily think that Card uh, supports the idea of children being sent to war or even wiping out buggers, even though they are buggers. Uh, I would I would use adults uh, to write the book. <laughs> to write the book yeah. and to uh, I, I don't think I don't think they should be sending children. I I think if I was to write this book, it would be adults fighting the wars. Okay, okay. I think it'll be a better book. It would be full of less whining. Okay. I mean, Johnny, you, you clearly support the notion that children should do everything and I like, should be in charge of uh, all of it. You're wildly misinterpreting oh, everything I've well, said. Okay, <laughs> well, okay. But okay, here's my notes for the book. One, it should be Earth all along. 
Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Two, there should be a class system in it that makes sense, not this idea that children are a class unto themselves. And you should find a clear way to show that class system, perhaps by having different kinds of apes as different kinds of class. Apes? Perhaps orangutans in charge of gorillas down below. Okay, okay, okay. Um, apes. I could planet. That's, that's, just as a, that's just an example. Okay, alright, alright. And it's right. not a planet of the apes, it's okay. Earth. <laughs> It's but the planet it's, of the the humans that the apes took over. I'm not, uh, <laughs> it's still Ender's game. I'm not saying that's right. I've heard of Planet of the Apes. I'm not an idiot. Right, right. Earth all along, structured class system, e.g. apes, not necessarily. <laughs> but what about orangutans and monkeys? They're apes. Well, the, they're, they? great, they're, they're the great apes. Yeah, they're they're great. Apes. Yes, so it could be it could be orangutans and monkeys. I like that. That'd be good. Monkeys aren't apes. Yeah, exactly. Are. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's not apes. Simians, I thought. I thought they were. Is that no? Are chimpanzees apes? Yes, they are. Yeah, they are. They're. But that's what I mean. That's why this book would be good if you had monkeys instead of apes. So it should be monkeys instead of instead so of like children. So like a little capuchin monkey. Capuchin monkeys, the ones that go wah 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 wah. <laughs> and <laughs> gibbons. <laughs> and gibbons. Woo! <laughs> Oh, I love this. This is a great movie. Uh, or ring-tailed lemurs, would you Some enjoy movie. those? Oh, I love a good lemur. <laughs> you know what? That one time I was at the safari and the ring-tailed lemur climbed in our, in our uh, car and, and just ripped off my mother's ear. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I had a bagel, actually. I gave it a bagel. It was all okay. But you know... It, it, <laughs> The, 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 the book would have been good too with ringtail lemurs. Yeah. Good. Oh, I love this. This is so, great. What we need. So, our notes for this for this book then. Uh, end this game. How we could have improved it. Uh, Earth all along. A more clearly delineated class structure that goes beyond just adults, kids. Less bagel. Uh, no, no. no we, we keep the bagels out because we want it to be a dystopian future. Uh, yeah. Less war. Yeah. Less war. Less bagels. Uh, uh, and um, uh, uh, what was the other one down? No children. No children. <laughs> no children. Less bagels. Less war. Ringtail lemurs. Yes, and gibbons. And gibbons. Gibbons. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. That's like a that's a recipe for uh, for an award-winning book. Even though this book did actually win several awards, but um, yeah, uh, it you won sci-fi awards. The Nebula Award and the Hugo Award. It didn't win any proper awards. Well, that's not fair. That's Did not it fair. win the Nobel Prize for Peace? No. Did it win New Comedian of the Year? That's the only award I'm interested in. Did it win Rap Battles at the Edinburgh Fringe with Wee Man? Do we have a Wee Man update, by the way? Uh, I, I've been listening to a podcast called yeah. Finding Wee Man. Yeah. Uh, they, they haven't found Wee Man. Okay. Alright, well, the search goes on, um, and if you have any Wee Man tips, why don't you write to us at fakinglitpodcast at gmail.com, or leave us a comment on our website, which is fakinglit.wordpress.com. Leave us a comment, we'd love to hear from you comments about the podcast or Wee Man tips. If you've seen Wee Man, write us in. Right, I think this is definitely coming to an end. Hey, I get to say that. <laughs> Sorry. Can we go home? <laughs> I see no reason why not. Thank you very much for joining me today on this book, Ender's Game. Um, hopefully, everybody will join me next week where we'll be discussing another book. Uh, probably something a bit more grounded next time. Mm. So, nothing with the word 
buggers in it, hopefully. Uh, anyway, until then, my name's been Shinsi. Good. Do you want to see like like subscribe and oh, comment? Oh, that's a good point. That's a good suck point. our dicks and <laughs> tell us we're great. Send us an email, Absolutely. especially if you're a TV chef. Like for okay for like I said before, for your wee man tips or just feedback, give us some feedback. Email us fakinglitpodcasts at gmail dot com or um, the website WordPress. Oh, sorry, fakinglit.wordpress.com uh, and like and subscribe us on iTunes or Stitcher or Intune. We're on all the uh, major outlets. Uh, if you leave us a review, we might even read out your review on the air. So uh, get writing, get writing, please, please. I need this. I really need this. Uh, we need those stars on iTunes. I can't emphasize enough. Please write. Please. Anyway, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, hopefully, you join us again next week. Until then, my name's been Shinsi. Goodbye. Bye. Plutonium Rifle Children are a class unto themselves Hello Breakfast Plutonium Rifle Children are a class unto themselves Hello Breakfast Plutonium Rifle Children, Children are a class 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 class